Welcome to this Perceptive Readers Podcast. Hi, I'm James Lynch. Apples and Oranges, number seven. Hi, I'm James, and welcome to this section of the Park Books Update Moment, or the Perceptive Readers Podcast. This week, I'm not going to do a comparison between uh, Apple's thought or Orange's thought. Uh, you can actually get that type of information and thoughts in my recent post that I made to the website dealing with the greatest of love. Now, with that, the reason why I referenced the greatest of love, let me make clear, uh, because I know some of you appreciate uh, how does things go from over here to over there at times? How do people who are even best friends, you see, go from that to maybe not as uh, favorable towards one another as they used to be? Well, see, sometimes it's important to realize that when we do become very uncomfortable, or have you ever heard the term familiarity uh, breeds contempt, then the value that you saw in one individual, you've gotten so used to it, or that person so, you know, being around you when you always needed the person, that when it's not there, uh, you, you sometimes may not realize it right away, but then over time, you start to see, boy, uh, that person really, you know, was there for me. That person really looked out for me. And guess what? By doing self-reflection like that, what can happen at times? Well, those same feelings and that same value for such a person, it can actually just bubble right back up in your heart. And see, that's what they call Oh, I learned from that experience. And nobody is saying that there's not going to be times where, you know, uh, you may feel, you know, I overlooked this in this person or what have you. But the, but here's the point. Just like what happens for people to be best friends over time consistently is, it never gets to the point where they totally, you know, allow the familiarity to just have them go days or weeks or months on end, you see, of not treating them well, you see, of, of that type of nature. And you, you can look around. There are people who have been best friends like that for years. It also comes with an understanding at times, you see, uh, the understanding of some people may say the limitations of one person over the other or what have you. Now, with all of that being in mind, I do want to go to another uh, subject matter that has been very, very important to me over the years. And you longtime perceptive readers know it. And why I will continue to emphasize this, and I'm just not going to ever you know, change my mind otherwise because I f fully believe it is backed by God's word himself. You know, it's no doubt in my mind. And as we talk about, see, this happens to be Sunday, as we talk about a spiritual warfare, 
And what's really going on with the hearts and minds today, uh, people? Remember that account that I gave you in a podcast again this year, dealing with Job's spiritual warfare. That is to make you so much aware of the decisions you do have to make today. Even though we can laugh and joke and smile, we do live in a very serious time period all the same. We really do. And that's why you have to even realize that as it talks about in the book of Corinthians and other books that the Apostle Paul talked about, there are machinations and yes, even propaganda at times to get you to lower your guard, to get you to not maybe even value one another, value other humans like you did before. Now, am I making this up? Or have you noticed it yourself? I'm sure you noticed it. So keep that in mind as well. According to the book of Isaiah, and this is very important, the book of Isaiah, it always talking about the mountain of God, the, the true worship of God would be on this earth. And it would be on this earth through it all, through it all. You see, through all this, uh, the ups, the downs, the machinations of the enemy that we all face on this spiritual warfare, this spiritual battle we're having, the true worship, the mountain is there. Now, with that being said, remember the same way you have God who represents himself. You see, who we know is the true God. And that he also said he would have people who would be true to him and that they would work together. Uh, well, think about this. Have you ever been so good at something? I mean, just <laughs> whether it's sports, whether it's drawing, some type of other talent, or even at your job, and yet, uh, a person recognized it so much, they just tried to imitate you, everything that you did, even things that were like, you know, why do you have to imitate me on that? And the thing about it is, uh, uh, there's a term that came about over the years and there are people said, you're just such a copycat. <laughs> you know, I'm just sharing it. Have you ever said it to somebody or maybe somebody said it to you? Again, this is not the jump on you. This is just giving you what facts that People notice sometimes, and that's why the term copycat came around. Well, one of the most mean-spirited, vicious copycats there is, is the very enemy of God that's in the spirit realm. With that being said, he has been around God untold numbers of years. I mean, long, long years, you see. And he knows how God does things when we used to be up in heaven. And he sees how God does things on the earth. So everything that he has seen over even the centuries that God said is good, he's actually become the copycat and made things his way. But what happened in the process is, it's very much tainted. And that's why 
in the book of Isaiah, uh, it talks about, you know, uh, woe for the one who is putting good for bad and bad for good, you see. Uh, same thing uh, along the same line of thoughts in Ezekiel, where God talks about some of his own, you know, people and, and shepherds have really lost their way. This is important to know because Jesus still made it clear when he was on the earth. Isn't that something? Uh, we have God's word, the Bible, to still guide our conscience and to actually realize when Jesus said this and if someone who actually expresses their speaking for him is doing something or practicing, you see, uh, something else that would be more of what the copycat, you know, the enemy of Jesus would want him to do. Uh, well, guess what? You are aware of that. And yet, according to the scriptures, and this is what I want to keep emphasizing. Yes, I know some may go to the chapter where it said, but what did Jesus, you know, condemn them for here? Well, but, but we're not getting there. I'm getting to the point of what he still said one time to his, you know, followers before the Christian congregation, you know, was really totally established, you know, after he went back up to heaven. He still uh, had told them, uh, you know, here it is, you know, listen to what they say, but, you know, don't do the bad things that they do, you see, but you still basically respect them. And by doing that, look how the temple and everything was still there until God uh, took care of matters himself through the forces that he used, you know, but otherwise it was like it was still there. You still did your best to respect the ones that he, uh, you know, placed in charge. Um, it's, it's this way. It always keeps a form of order. And as you heard me say to you before, Jesus also gave provisions where you could at least what? Talk about or talk to ones um, in any really uh uh, position if you're going to them again as you're my brother you see you're 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 my sister can we talk about this can we talk about that you see and so it helps you to get to the crux of the matter of whether this person is still a straight up you know sincere genuine you know uh follower doing the best that they can you see, of God in his uh, true organization and congregation or whether the person ends up turning out to be an imposter, you see, an imposter. Now, I wanted to talk about this on uh, this day uh, because make no mistake about it. Uh, in the book of Peter, first, second Peter, you know, it, it mentioned that the judgment, you see, uh, goes along, you know, with the house of God first, basically. So, so everything that you're seeing going on, you know, God is paying attention to everything and everyone. And this is what I just want to let you know from experience. There are 
times where you're just not going to understand maybe why a person is doing what they're doing. And I told you, it could still, the person can still be a straight up true follower of God, or the person could be, a, you know, an imposter. But all the same, what we learn from the scriptures, and this is still talking about, uh, the sheep and the goats prophecy that Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter five and the wheat and the weeds. All the same, it goes to show that the angels are very much in this observing work to it or carrying out whatever God is telling them to do at the time they're supposed to do it. Angels of God, you see? And so you don't even have to worry, you know, about that. The the thing that you have to worry about, as I said, through it all, is still not only guarding and protecting your conscience with God's word, and yet at the same time too, guarding and protecting, which I'm not saying it's always easy because I told you, uh, some of us, it, 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 we can get caught off guard at times, you see, it, but it's still guarding and protecting that uh, dignity or that respect that God still has for this designated uh, uh, person. And, you know, I've always emphasized that, you know, just because you see an individual do something or even more, which the scriptures clearly got claim uh, would be happening even with within the true organization, it doesn't mean God has left his house. You've heard me say before, the house is still honorable. The house still has overall honorable people. You see? And um and that's just a fact. And I like to emphasize that because the biggest copycat of them all is always trying to, you know, behind the scenes and other ways, uh, make the house look like it's not worth anything anymore. And that's just not the case. That's just not the fact. That's not the, you know, it's just, it's just not the truth. And there are still practices, you see, that, uh, persons are supposed to do with preaching the good news and, and, Telling people the truth when uh, they clearly just don't understand uh, what the truth is. Uh, hey, and let people decide for themselves, you see? And and that's what, uh, you know, we, we try to do. And I just really want to emphasize as well uh, that, you know, I always say again, different people got different imperfections and things of that nature. Okay. And you know, one thing that I learned a long, uh, you know, a, a long time ago really is because you know, God is working with us as individuals. If that person, and I'm going to keep on saying, if that person is just doing things according to human foibles. Like I said, they might not speak to you one day and then the next day they do or whatever, something like that. You know what? Uh, th- that That is not something uh, that would be big on my list. You see what I'm saying? Of of being 
bugged, uh, so to speak. And that, that's just uh, me uh, personally. And uh, I I say this to say that, you know, if a person does struggle, though, with being a busybody, and the Bible talks about that, and always going and stirring up stuff in areas where they, you know, they really don't need to be uh, trying to actually cause persons, the good people, you see, good people that look like a bad person when they're not. And then yet you, you actually know that if there is someone who's really into criminality and everything else, uh, well, or won't dare say something about that person. That's just, a, that's just a side note. Then, Again, I just taking stuff like that with a grain of salt. You see, with a grain of salt, because you will see the same way at times. Jesus, which we know was good and did everything just so. And yet look how those religious leaders of his day, many of them looked at him. They made him look like he was a, uh, once again, a drunkard, among other things, even with the persons that he were, he was able to spend time with and ate with, et cetera, et cetera. You see, and you can just imagine all the things the busybody people were saying about him and the religious leaders, they were saying it too. But according to Jesus, who has the authority and the final authority, what was Jesus' response? to their hearts. What did he bring out? Remember, they dressed just so. They, once again, physically, no blemishes and all anything of that nature. You see, uh, to use that expression. They walked just so. <laughs> you know, but all the same. How did Jesus view the ones who were hurting and poor and, but how did he view those religious leaders who were putting them down? Keep that in mind. So I say once again, in closing, look at what, and I don't want to say look at what the individual is doing. Because I told you again, don't even pay too much attention to this or that unless it's seriously affecting, as I said, your foundation. But what I'm saying is, if you have an individual and they're representing even the true house itself, an honorable house or what have you, the house is still honorable. It's just the individual. And I don't care if the individual got four or five who are in the band <laughs> acting the same way. It doesn't mean their actions is now deserving of, okay, because these five indiv individuals did this over here, then the whole house uh, of the honorable God is no good because that's just not, that's just not the case. That's just, it isn't. So I just want to make that clear to you. Okay. So I want to make it clear also that people make mistakes at times, you see, even in leadership positions, they get caught up in the rhythm as that expression goes. It can happen to anybody, you see. 
So once they realized that, hey, uh, some, just like King Manasseh, you look him up. And if that person could be, like I said, repenting and turn around, then of course, uh, <laughs> anybody can. <laughs> Let me stop. But that was just a thought. Anyway, I just wanted to share that with you on this Sunday thought. You keep your senses. You keep, once again, using God's word, uh, the Bible as well, um, to keep yourself enlightened. And, uh, hey, until next time, you take good care of yourself. have just listened to the perceptive readers podcast remember until next time if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better it becomes your reality